Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, Senior Editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast as a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. This is a big show. I am super excited for this show, not because it's Wednesday, hump day, but also because it's a mailbag. We do that every Wednesday. We're going to mail, hey. Mailbag time, ride or die crew, never disappoints. You didn't again. So I can't wait for that segment. Before we get to that, though, there's a lot to uncover with this upcoming game. Week 8, Steelers are coming off the bye, going to Cleveland, playing the Browns. The Browns are coming off of a Thursday night football win where Case Keenum led them to a, I think it was 17-13. to I could be wrong, 17-14. Uh, it was a very close game with the Denver Broncos, but they eke out a win, and now all of a sudden everything is looking at this gigantic, and I mean gigantic game, coming up on Halloween between the Browns and the Steelers. Huge in terms of implications. Huge in terms of where these two teams might end up in the division race. Huge in so many reasons we're going to break it down all like we do every single Monday, Wednesday, Friday on this Let's Ride podcast. Before we do that, I want to make sure we mention BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. It has everything you could ever want for a Steeler fan. So check it out. Become a part of the community. You won't regret it. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, in case you just stumbled upon this podcast in an article on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, wherever you get your podcasts, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, um, Spotify, you name it. 
Search Steelers, search behind the steel curtain, you'll find us. Do whatever you have to do so that you get all of those notifications to your phone. I know Pandora, you can follow the channel. Uh, on Apple Podcasts, you want to subscribe. On Spotify, you want to follow. Do whatever you have to do. Okay, so th- yeah, Steelers, Browns, there's a ton to unfold here. Uh, or I should say a ton to unpack here. You, you want to look at things like injuries. The fact that Mike Tomlin on Tuesday had his press conference and talked about how the Steelers are a relatively healthy team coming out of the bye week. So you're hoping that some of those groin injuries, whether it's Devin Bush, Cam Sutton, James Washington, uh, the hamstring to Chase Claypool, uh, you're talking about uh, Ben Roethlisberger's pectoral muscle in his, in his hip. You're hoping all that stuff is done. It's over. It's at least in the past for the time being. Uh, but Mike Tomlin also did say that Zach Banner, who has been taken off injured reserve, he was taken off injured reserve before the Week 6 game against the Seattle Seahawks, that he's probably going to be back. The question is, though, will he be starting, which we're not sure yet. I would bet that they do, but still, he's going to be back. He also said after he was questioned about Anthony McFarlane, that Anthony McFarlane will be reinstated likely this week, meaning that they will put him on the 53-man roster. I'm not sure who gets cut, but someone will. And when they do that, that leaves only one player left on IR, and that would be Stefan Tuitt. Mike Tomlin did not give an update, said there's no update. He is still working his way back. He's getting closer. He's progressing, but he's not there yet. So for all those that are waiting for Stefan Tuitt to swoop in with a cape on to save the day on that defensive line. Well, it's getting closer, but it's not there yet. But that's not what everyone was talking about. All of a sudden, the, the past 48 hours, maybe 72 hours, there were a lot of distractions, these weird distractions coming out of nowhere. And you're, you're like, where are these coming? Rumors of Mike Tomlin going to USC? I mean, think about this. Before we go into like what Coach Tomlin said, and I'm going to play you the video and all that, uh, or the sound, what in the world would make Mike Tomlin, who has one of the most secure jobs in professional sports, the team that has only had three coaches since 1969, what would make him want to leave that institution, that organization, and go to a college program? One like USC even, where you know like it's just the times are tough for that Pac-12 team. Nonetheless, my goodness, there was just rumor after rumor, Carson Palmer, Doug Whaley, all these people that either have connections to USC or have some ties to the Steelers organization, they're all saying the same thing. Oh, boy, Mike Tomlin, he's a front runner, quote-unquote. Well, Mike Tomlin was asked about this. Kudos to Tim Benz of the Pittsburgh Tribune Review for having the stones to ask Tomlin the question. And Tomlin's response was not really geared at Tim it was more geared to just the rumors in general. I'm going to play you this soundbite, and you can hear it yourself. I don't have time for that speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. Um, I got one of the best jobs in, in all of professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? Um, that'll be the last time that I address it. And not only today, but moving forward. Never say never, but never. Okay. Anybody else got any questions about any college jobs? There's not a booster with a big enough blank check. Anyone else? All right. Thank you. Anybody asking Sean Payton about that? You know, anybody asking Andy Reid about stuff like that? And mic drop. That's exactly what Mike Tomlin did. If you heard someone in the background saying any other questions or – you know, thanks for coming. That that was Burt Lawton, who is the 
director of public relations for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he is at every single Mike Tomlin press conference, whether it's a training camp, whether it is every Tuesday during the regular season, and he's there to maintain order amongst the media and his coach, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin. And it was astonishing to me as I sat there and listened to this pod, listen not the podcast, listen to uh, Mike Tomlin's press conference that after Burt had said, all right, like that's it, Tomlin stayed. He said, no, 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 I'm going to have one more thing. Is anyone asking Sean Payton about these this, this rumor? Is he being rumored to go anywhere? What about Andy Reid? He's talking about some of the most tenured and successful coaches in the National Football League. And the answer to that is no. And so it makes you wonder, why is Tomlin being rumored to be going to all these different locations? Why is that taking place? I'm not sure. Uh, but nonetheless, Tomlin seems to be, I'm, he's, hey, he's trying to nip it in the bud. And yes, there are those skeptics out there that'll say, well, you know, there was that one famous coach, uh, Nick Saban, who was the coach of the Miami Dolphins, and he swore up and down that he wasn't going to Alabama, and then he's in Alabama. I don't think that is the same type of situation Nick Saban did not have the success in the National Football League that Mike Tomlin has had. He did not have the tenure in the National Football League that Mike Tomlin has had. And he certainly didn't have the team and organization that Mike Tomlin has. So it's one of those situations where I believe Mike Tomlin in this case, I've called him out for blowing smoke and, and, you know, towing the company line on more than one occasion, but I don't think this is one of those. I think that Tomlin was glad he got asked about this. It gave him a chance to publicly state that he's not going anywhere. What better way to kind of hopefully get your team focused not on these stupid rumors, but on the Cleveland Browns and the task at hand this Sunday at First Energy Field? I think that's what that dump up there by Lake Erie is called. But still, what better way to get your team like, hey, We are singularly focused. That's a Mike Tomlinism right there. We are singularly focused on the Cleveland Browns this Sunday, 1 o'clock. Kudos to Mike Tomlin because this game coming up, I mean, that if that's a distraction, I think that's pretty minor, especially coming off the bye week. I think that's a pretty minor distraction for the Steelers, but it's still a distraction, and he wants to have his team focused. And this upcoming game against the Cleveland Browns is ginormous in so many ways. It's huge. You think about the, the rankings in the AFC North. You're talking about uh, a situation in general where if the Steelers are able to beat the Browns, you're talking about them leapfrogging them and getting in a third place. They would be four and three. Now, the, the Baltimore Ravens, they have a bye in week eight, so they're not going anywhere at five and two. Uh, however, the Cincinnati Bengals do play the New York Jets. Nah, I'm not expecting much of that, I and mean, I think we all would have picked the Bengals to win. But if the Bengals were to somehow lose – that would move them down to three losses, the same as the Steelers. Likewise, though, when you look at the Cleveland Browns, and they win their fourth game. They've played seven games. They're four and three. If they were to lose this game and fall to four and four, they'd be in the bottom of the barrel. They'd be a game behind the Steelers. It's a situation where the Steelers, if they have those aspirations of getting into the postseason and staying alive in the AFC North race, and I know there's 11 games left. There's a lot of football left to be played. This is as big as a regular season game gets for the Steelers in so many ways. Win this game, you're going to be highly favored in the next two against the Bears on Monday night and the Lions, both at Heinz Field. But you have to get through this one first. I was curious. I haven't watched a lot of Cleveland Browns football this season. I try to avoid that at all costs. But nonetheless, let's look up some of their rankings. Now, let's keep in mind that 
The Cleveland Browns have played seven games, like I said, and the Steelers only six coming off of their bye week. So when you think about some of these numbers and the rankings, they are a little bit skewed based on the fact that the Browns, especially in the offensive statistics, they're going to have a better opportunity to have better numbers uh, due to the fact that they've played an extra game. However, I was pretty astonished when I looked at these rankings, and these are just general offense and defensive rankings. I will dive into some of the more of the, of the niche stuff on Friday as we talk about what the Steelers need to do. Nonetheless, here we go. On offense, we're going to do Cleveland and then Pittsburgh. We're going to go through categories. We're going to do yards, passing yards per game, rushing yards per game, and then points per game. And we're going to do the same thing on the defensive side. And it's kind of see like side-by-side comparisons, kind of a tale of the tape. If you're a boxing fan and know what that's all about, you know, where they used to take the fighters, here's their height, weight, arm length, etc. you know, all that stuff. So let's start on offense yards per game. All right. Yards per game. The Cleveland Browns are averaging 393.4 yards per game. And that is ranked ninth, a top 10 team that Cleveland Browns offense Pittsburgh 323 yards per game. So 70 yards less. And that is 28th. Talk about a stark difference in the rankings. But again, let's go to pass passing yards per game. The Cleveland Browns are averaging 223 passing yards per game, which is 27th in the league. Pittsburgh, 24.2.7, which is 15th. Okay, that's a that's a win for the Steelers when you're looking at the tail of the tape. Rushing yards per game. We all know how this is going to pan out. The Cleveland Browns are averaging 170.4 yards per game. That's first in the National Football League and really an insane average after seven games played. Pittsburgh, after six games, is averaged 81.2, which ranks 29th. At least it's trending in the right direction. Lastly, points, which some would say is the most important statistic of all, not yards, anything like that. It's points. It's scoring points. Cleveland Browns are averaging 24.7 points per game. They had all those shootouts early in the season, and that is 12th in the NFL. Meanwhile, the Pittsburgh Steelers are averaging 19.5, which is 26th in the NFL. So offensively, the only category that the Steelers are better uh, from an average yardage standpoint is passing. They are 242.7 compared to 223. Goodness, can't even read numbers. Okay, so that's offensively. Let's look at defense. That's where the Steelers, you think, okay, the Steelers can, can compete on defense so on defense you're looking at yards per game passing yards per game rushing yards per game and points per game same categories just on the other side of the football so yards per game the cleveland browns are surrendering 295.6 which is second in the nfl pittsburgh 352.3 that's 13th it's quite the difference passing yards per game the cleveland browns are giving up 215.1 that's seventh in the nfl Pittsburgh, 244.7, that's 15th. Rushing yards per game, Cleveland's only giving up 80.4. That's second best in the NFL, second only to Tampa Bay. Pittsburgh, 107.7, that's 12th. Points per game, keeping teams off the scoreboard. Cleveland surrendering 23.6, that's 18th. Pittsburgh, 22 points a game, that's 12th. Now remember, Pittsburgh benefits defensively only playing six games compared to Cleveland playing seven. So it's kind of like flipping the switch from offense to defense. So what do we make of all this? What do I make of all this? 
Well, I'm looking at a defense that, statistically, Cleveland is the better defense, except when it comes to keeping points off the board. I don't know what's going on there. It's pretty close, only 1.6 points differential, but still, there's a there's a difference there. Offensively, well, the, the Browns clearly don't pass the ball that well. They want to run the football. We're going to keep these in mind. you got to keep these in mind. But right now on paper, as I look at this, Cleveland on paper is the better football team. That doesn't mean they're going to win. That doesn't mean I think they're going to win. But on paper, they're a pretty impressive football team. First in rushing offense. You look at uh, total yards, ninth, top 10 unit, points just outside the top 10, 12th. You look on defense, when it comes to total yards, second best defense, rushing defense, the second best rushing defense, passing defense, the seventh best. That's a top five unit right there. Top five unit. Steelers are going to have their work cut out for them, folks. It is not going to be easy, but no one ever said it would be. But they're going to go up to Cleveland. Injuries are going to be a huge talking point. A huge talking point with this game. We'll see. We'll see if Baker Mayfield practices. Wednesday is the first reported practice. We'll see if someone like Nick Chubb gets back on the practice field. Uh, and, and we'll see if someone like Odell Beckham Jr., who seems to be a little banged up. We'll figure it all out. But this is going to be a tough one. We're going to get into the mailbag, though. That's always easy. Easy like Sunday morning, as Lionel Richie would say. I'll be right back to give you that mailbag. Stay tuned. Be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. It is Wednesday hump day, and it's mailbag time here on Let's Ride. It's where every Tuesday I go out and I put out a tweet. You can follow me on Twitter. You can be part of the Ride or Die crew, and that is at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. And I put out a tweet that says, all right, you know what the drill? Give me your questions. Could be Steelers questions, any questions. I'm an open book. And then I always put a gif of Shooter McGavin, my favorite uh, villain in any comedy. It's from Happy Gilmore, in case you didn't know. And this one is uh, the, the gif I use is when Shooter is leaving the bar and he says, just stay out of my way or you'll pay. Listen to what I say. And that's when Happy responds with, hey, maybe we'll go down by the bay see some hay or whatever he starts rhyming with that. It's just funny. So here we go. We had a lot of good questions. Let's get right to it. Mitchell Gibbons asks, are the Steelers better off being a wild card team if they make the playoffs? I guess it really depends on where they would play, but it seems to me the Steelers play up to competition and down to competition most of the time. That's a good question, Mitchell. And, you know, we don't try not to look too far ahead, but ultimately, I think that when it comes to a matchup, I'm okay with the Steelers playing a team that they would be considered an underdog. 
I think that's what you're getting to. And I, I honestly, I don't care how they make the playoffs. If they make it as a wild card team, if they make it as a division winner, really anymore. It, you used to think about it just a few years ago. The top two teams had a buy. It was very valuable. I mean, only one team gets a buy now. So being a wild card team compared to a division team, it really doesn't matter outside the fact that you are not playing at home. So while I'd love to see the Steelers have a home game, haven't had the best luck at home in the playoffs. So, hey, what the heck? Let's see what happens just as long as they get in. That's all I care about. Daily Joint Company says, Jeff, I hate looking to the future, but looking into the future, <laughs> and he puts LOL, do you see Bryant Hunt or Omar Khan, two gentlemen that are in the front office of the Pittsburgh Steelers organization, taking over as GM? Also, did you, like me, want to run through a freaking wall after Tomlin's press conference? Haters be damned. That is a Steelers head coach. Hashtag ride or die crew. So let me do this two parts. Daily joint coach cheated, as most of you do, and asked more than one question in one tweet. So I think like Brian Hunt or Omar Khan, I, are they going to be the Steelers GM? That's a different question. Will they be a, will they be a GM? Omar Khan's already had interviews. He's already had interviews for open general manager roles in the NFL. I would think that if it's not with the Steelers, one, if not both of these young young guys or gentlemen are going to be a GM somewhere. Now, did I was I excited? Yeah, when I saw Tomlin's press conference, it got me excited. And I'm thinking if I'm a player, if I'm a Steelers player that just happens to be, you know, going through Twitter and you know, taking a look and all this stuff, I'm probably seeing that and thinking Wow, like that's my coach. Like that's my coach right there, man. Like that's my coach. I would be fired up. I hope they are. And uh, I don't know. If, if uh, yeah, they should be fired up. We'll put it that way. Good question. M Dibs, uh, twenty four says, "Do you see a player whose play can lead to a spark? I.e., Duck Hodges for a minute. If so, name one on offense and defense." All right. So a player whose play can lead to a spark. Um, on offense, I'm going to go, and this is sort of outside-the-box thinking here. I think about how a specific player making a specific play, how does the team respond? If you're talking about a player that's going to come off the bench, I don't have many options there. I'm going to say someone like Pat Fryermuth can be that spark. For whatever reason, the Steelers teammates seem to love that guy. And he is a guy that when he makes a play, they are excited that he made a play. So I'm going to say Fryermuth on offense. On defense, I can only say, again, thinking about player reactions when a player makes a play, James Pierre might be that guy. He's a guy that everyone's kind of thrown to the side, not the Steelers because they gave him a chance as an undrafted rookie free agent in 2020. But if he's a guy that can come out and make a big play, you know it's going to get the team fired up. That's going to be a rallying call. That Those are the two that I would pick. That's a great question, though, by the way. Brian Haynes, he asks, if the team put it together over the bye, like we hope they did, when is the Steelers' next loss? Okay, so I think that if if we assume that this is a win this Sunday, and that's, an, that's a bad assumption, but just for the sake of the fact that you're talking about a streak, let's assume they win and extend their streak from two to three. They would be heavily favored, and I think they would beat the Bears at home. I think they'd beat the Lions at home. The tough game for me would be them going to L.A. to play the Chargers. Yes, the Chargers fell flat against the Ravens. No, I don't think that's going to happen that often. And plus, the Steelers are going to the West Coast, which they typically don't play very well in that time zone. So if I were to guess, 
When could their next loss be? I think it might be against those Chargers. I think that's week 11. Brian asked another question. Can you believe that Joe Flacco uh, got a starting quarter, is, is a starting quarterback again? Seriously, though, is Ben the weak link as far as AFC North quarterbacks? Hashtag Ryder Die Crew. Um, so Joe Flacco, he got traded from Philadelphia back to the New York Jets. There's a chance that he might play some this Sunday after uh, Wilson's injury. I think he uh, sprained an MCL on his knee. So, uh, Flacco's Flacco. Elite, as the Baltimore Ravens fans used to say. But the question about Ben being the weak link in terms of the four quarterbacks, how are you going to say that a future Hall of Fame quarterback is the weak link? It, it comes down to what works best for your team. Put Ben Roethlisberger in the Ravens offense, he'd be awful. Put Lamar Jackson in the Steelers offense, would he be better than Ben now? Put Joe Burrow in the Browns office, he'd probably be pretty good. And I'm sorry, I've never believed in Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield sucks. (laughs) I've said that openly. Uh, So as long as Baker Mayfield's in the division, Ben's not the worst. Ben could be literally dragging one arm and leg out there, and I'd still take him over Baker Mayfield. Brian's final question, are we in better or worse shape than the Chiefs? And he uses hashtag Ryder Dykery. Thank you, Brian, for all the questions. That's a tough question. Are the Steelers in better or worse shape than the Kansas City Chiefs? The Kansas City Chiefs are 2-4. and They're reeling. Uh, nothing looks like it's working for them. And this is on a team that for the last three seasons, everything has worked. It seems like there's there's no way they didn't, you know, th- th- there's no way they weren't going to be in the Super Bowl at least. This team looks far from that team. Their defense can't stop anyone. Patrick Mahomes looks rattled. We've never seen that before. L- look, the Steelers, if, if there's a team out there and a fan base out there, that understands what the Kansas City Chiefs are going through. It's the Steelers and the fans that have been through that killer bees experiment. It was successful when they were great, and now they didn't know they didn't win the Super Bowl. And we know Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and all the cast and crew there. They did win a Super Bowl, but the Steelers can you can see it when it just isn't working for whatever reason. It's just not working. That's where they are right now. Can they fix it? Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. I think Andy Reid's a great coach. I think they will be very competitive. I think that they'll be a different team by the time December rolls around when the Steelers play them in Arrowhead. Nonetheless, I think that right now the Chiefs are in worse shape. That's just my opinion. Because let's not forget the AFC West is a tough division too. All right, Zibs asked a question. All the Tomlin to USC LSU nonsense got me thinking about the other coaches on the team. Butler is a one is on a one year deal. Do you think this will truly be his last year in Pittsburgh? You know, this is an interesting uh, topic of conversation when you think about not just coaches, but also like Kevin Colbert. Kevin Colbert's taking it year to year. His contract goes from the draft to the next draft, and so he's already in on the next year's draft. He'll be the GM through the 2022 NFL draft, and then he just takes it, okay, do we want to do this again? Uh, Butler might be, no, Butler's a little different, okay? Butler's going to have to go out there and perform, but if his defense continues to look good, I think the one difference here is that just like last season when on offense, Randy Feetner kind of had, there's this guy kind of lingering in the wings, and that was Matt Canada. Everyone said, well, look, it looks like you have a built-in coordinator right behind Randy Land. Well, why wouldn't you use him? I think when you look at the defensive side with Keith Butler, you're looking at Terrell Austin, who's already the defensive assistant. He's working with the secondary. 
Maybe he is that guy waiting in the wings, or but maybe he doesn't want that job. I don't know. I would think he does. He went on an interview, I believe, with Tennessee to be the defensive coordinator. So if the Steelers' defense doesn't play up to snuff or their standard, then maybe they let Butler go. They don't renew his contract, and they hire from within Terrell Austin to be the next defensive coordinator. It could happen. It could happen. When you think about how the Steelers' defense finished last season, they were dominant, they were elite. How are you going to fire your defensive coordinator if you do that? So the Steelers might say, hey, if the Steelers' defense has a little bit of a downturn, which you look at the rankings, they're a middle-of-the-road defense, that is a downturn. Maybe they make a change after that happens. Good question, though, Zips. Thank you. John Rollison says, what would you have to get back in order to trade Melvin Ingram away? Melvin Ingram is the best insurance policy that the Steelers have right now. Yes, T.J. Watt is T.J. Watt, and Alex Highsmith looked a lot better against Seattle. He played 100% of the snaps. But at the same time, Melvin Ingram is that guy that not only can they use him on the inside, which they have a lot, mind you, but they've used Melvin Ingram in in a bunch of different ways. You want him to still be on that team in case something goes wrong and you need to make a change. You or someone gets hurt, or all of a sudden you just want to insert him into the lineup to try to get a spark in the fourth quarter. Because if Alex Highsmith's playing 100% of the snaps, there's a good chance he's gassed on a lot of those. And so in the fourth quarter, when the tackle's exhausted and you're sitting there and Alex Highsmith's been in there a bunch, if you have Melvin Ingram to come off the bench like a reliever in baseball, you do it. And Melvin Ingram goes in puts a spin move on the tackle, sacks the quarterback. Look, Melvin Ingram has to know that his value to the Steelers is not necessarily as a starter. That doesn't mean he doesn't have value. And So long story short here, John, it is I wouldn't trade Melvin Ingram away. There, No one's going to give me what I feel is good enough, a good enough return for that trade. Not making it. Nope, not doing it. David Testis asks, I know your hate for Baltimore is high. When you live in Maryland, it has to be. Okay, my my parents were in town last week and they still live in Wheeling, West Virginia. And my kids were asking them which football team they hated the most. Of course, I said mine was Baltimore, but that's based on the fact that I live in Maryland. So with that being said, there's a lot of Steelers fans that hate Cleveland worse. Nonetheless, he said, how does your hate for Cleveland compare taking into account the last two seasons? Hashtag ride or die crew. And he used the gif of Antonio Brown kicking the... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the punter, the, I could watch this all day. I swear, I'm literally watching this on loop. Watching him kick him in the face over and over again. And he got flagged for that still. Okay, um, to answer your question, uh, it, yeah, it, how does it compare? I don't like them all. I, I really don't. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, there's a, there's a part of them that, I don't know, I think it's the fans more than the team. It really is. Uh, there, there's a part of you that kind of feels bad for Cleveland, uh, but, I'm not wishing them luck or anything like that, but they, they, you feel bad, but I don't know. Um, I, I definitely think there are two on the list. So if Ravens are one, I'd say Cleveland's two, Cincinnati is three. That can all change. It can all change. Trust me. All it takes is one crazy instance fluke thing. And think about when Vontez perfect was, was with uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati was high on that list. So it can change. Cheeseball 10 says, if you had to speculate, what is the issue with Odell Beckham and the Browns? Also, do you think there's a major difference between being on the field and in the booth for offensive coordinators? He said, example, Randy Land on the field, Canada in the booth. So first and foremost, Odell Beckham, he's a guy that's been hurt a bunch. And I think he's a guy that is still used to being the guy. And 
I've always said when you have a guy that is used to being the guy and all of a sudden he's on a team where he's not the guy, they struggle with that. They really struggle with that. So when I look at Odell Beckham Jr., he's been hurt. He's not the guy. Uh, Jarvis Landry is the guy. So what's the deal? He's still, I guess he's banged up again. Um, he He's an egomaniac. Let's not forget that. Uber talented, but an egomaniac. And you also have to ask, with all these injuries over the past two seasons, how has that impacted his play? I don't know. As for your offensive coordinator, I can't speak for this personally. I will lean on Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith or Cliff Harris is still a punk at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. He was an offensive coordinator, and he said that there is no way he could ever call plays from the field. He said, I need to see it. I need to see it happening. And, you know, you think back, I believe that both Mike Malarkey and Ken Wisenhunt were in the booth when they were offensive coordinators for the Steelers. It wasn't until Bruce Arians that the offensive coordinator was on the field. Todd Haley was on the field. Randy Land was on the field. I think it's just kind of whatever is unique to that person, that coach. Good questions. Bredicus, he says, okay, Jeff, who do you dislike the most on the Browns all time? Hashtag ride or die crew. Uh, when I think about the Browns, this is one of those names that just kind of just pops up uh, for specific plays. I mean, let's be honest. In the Ben Roethlisberger era, the, the Steelers have just dominated. The one player I've always that's always got under my skin is because of one game, Kelly Holcomb. Yeah, that 2002 playoff game in the snow, Heinz Field, Tommy Maddox, Chris Fumatumafala. Everyone forgets the two-point conversion after that touchdown on the draw by an Antoine Randwell pass to Jeremy Tooman to win the game by three points. Uh, but the current team, that, that I've always hated Kelly Holcomb. He just was lights out that game. And Dennis Northcutt, that's another one. They, those two were a connection that game. But um, I'm going to go with Miles Garrett. I can't stand Miles Garrett. I think he's a giant turd. I think that he is, uh, you know, for them to say he was their man of the year after – the allegations and the way he, I'm sorry. Like I can't stand that guy. Cannot stand him. There you go. Jeffrey Benedict, who writes for the site and also is the host of great podcast. The cutting room floor had a great episode on Tuesday. Make sure you go back and check that out. He said, what are your thoughts on Baker Mayfield as a quarterback? Let me sum it up this way. He sucks. There he is. I mean, yeah, everyone says, well, you know, Baker beat the Steelers. I don't care. He, I think he sucks. I've always think I've always thought he sucked. Thought he sucked at Oklahoma. I think he sucks now. He just has this unbelievable surrounding cast. All right, next question. Pitt Sport Bot. Since Shooter McGavin is your favorite Adam Sandler villain, no doubt about it, he said, who is your favorite Steelers villain? Guys like Suggs, Ray Lewis, and Burfitt come to mind. So he's talking about, you're talking about players that are playing opposite the Steelers so not like a villain like a good guy villain like a that would be James Harrison probably boy I bet I bet other teams hated James Harrison because he'd go out and just knock your block off and he'd kind of chuckle about it um he said he would pee he wouldn't piss on (laughs) Roger Goodell if he was on fire anyways I'm gonna have to say that of all the villains that the Steelers have gone up against the one that I hated the most my goodness, some of the ones that you named would be like the top three. Terrell Suggs, Ray Lewis, Vontez Perfect. No one made me angrier than Vontez Perfect. No one. Ray Lewis, you could watch him play, and you could say, good Lord, that guy is good. Even Suggs, same thing. 
Perfect was dirty. Perfect was dirty. There's a clear difference, in my opinion, between a player that is good and a player that is just dominant, and then there's a player that is going to do everything they can to try and injure you. I'm all about physical play. I'm all about bringing the pain. I'm not about people trying to hurt others. That's what Vontez Perfect did, and I hated him for it, but that's why Juju Smith-Schuster was the man when he laid that bum out. Next question. David says, what a pl- what player on this year's Steelers would be most likely to tackle a Cleveland fan running on the field like James Harrison back in the day? All right, so a player on the Steelers team currently that would suplex. It was a suplex. He picked him up, suplexed him down. It's just funny that James Harrison's on a wrestling show now on HBO. Uh, so let's see here. Jeez, I'm trying to think. I'd say Cam Hayward. I think Cam Hayward's going to – he's going to be that guy that says, this is enough. Maybe T.J. Watt. Maybe T.J. Watt. I don't know. T.J. Watt might be kind of chuckling about it on the sideline. He's kind of full on Yinzer at this point. So maybe it would be Cam Hayward's like, all right, we need, we got a game to play. Go up behind the fans, suplex him. That would be pretty funny. Thomas says, I think if we can get the running game to above average, I think this team is unstoppable. What do you think? Hashtag Ride or Die Crew. Well, Thomas, the first question I have for you in answer of your question is, what is above average like for a running game? I said earlier that they average, the Steelers average 81.2 yards per game, 29th in the NFL. What's above average? Is it over 100? I think if they could get to like 110, 115 or so average a game, they would be a really tough offense to handle. They already passed the ball well. Ben would have that balance that he needs. They would be good. I'm not going to say unstoppable like you did, but they would be good. Eric asks, so the Steelers seem to be a tale of two halves. Week one, Buffalo terrible, but second half turns it on. Last two weeks, great first half, and just hanging on in the, in the last second. Why can't they seem to put together 60 minutes? Hashtag ride or die crew. Thank you very much, uh, Eric. I think this offense and this team and this defense in general is it's still a work in progress. This is not a team that is you know polished. This is not a team that has it all buttoned up. This is a team that is still having to do a lot of work to make sure that they can get wins. It's it's that simple. So I think for me, I I look at this team, and I think they are starting to put together better games, four-quarter performances. I've always said this too. You can have the best of two halves. You just can't have your offense and defense having their best half together because when your offense is in the stinker and your defense is following suit and they're not able to do anything, well, now you're screwed. So I think the Steelers will be just fine. Let's hope they continue that progress in Week 8 uh, in Cleveland. And last question here, Najee Harris's charisma. What a name. says, I know most fans are excited about Zach Banner's suspected return this week against Cleveland, but his, does his return make that much of a difference in the overall play of the offensive line? And he says, I'm personally not buying into the hype around his return. I'll say this. If there's one part of Zach Banner's game that I do know he does well, and I am looking forward to him bringing to the roster, that would be run blocking. And Chooksakorafor did a good job. He did the job, but he's not a run blocker. That's always been the weak point of his game. Zach Banner, the strength of his game is run blocking. Why? How do I know this? We've seen him do that. As a tackle eligible, you know, he's the tight end, quote unquote, when they did that a lot under Randy Feedner, he went out there and he was a bulldozer. He's moving, he's a body mover. So if there's one thing that he brings to the table, I'm looking at the fact that, hey, let's run to the right side. Let's get let's run to the right side. Let's pull Kevin Dotson from left to right. Let's get Zach Banner out there. Let's open some holes for Najee Harris. At least there is some redeeming quality there. Chooks of Korafor had a good game against Denver. 
He played an okay game against Seattle. I think that it's time to see what Zach Banner can do. Is there hope there? Absolutely. Is it maybe a little bit too much hype for some? Absolutely. We got to see what he can bring. The Steelers gave him that two-year contract. He didn't pay him to sit on the bench. I think we're going to see him start this Sunday in Cleveland. Great questions. Great questions as always. I thank every single one of my members of the Ride or Die crew for being a part of this. Uh, so many, um, so many of you participate. It's great. I absolutely love that, each and every one of you. So, all right, that, that does it for me. On Friday, I'm back. We are back. I never went anywhere, but I will be back. And we're talking about game picks. Blue check Beck will be joining me. What the Steelers need to do to beat the Browns. I'm getting jacked up for this one. It's not just because the Steelers are coming off a bye. It's not because I've been deprived of Steelers football for a week. This is going to be a big game. This, Tony Romo and Jim Nance, I hate Tony Romo, but still, he and Jim Nance mean that's their A game. That's the CBS game of the week. You all should be jacked up. I'm jacked up, and we're going to get you ready at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure that's your one-stop shop for all things Steelers, as well as wherever you get your podcast, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain, subscribe, follow, whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. All right, that does it for me. Great show. Thank you for everyone that's been a part of it, like the Ride or Die crew. As we always finish out here, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great day. We'll see you on Friday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.